the out there channel. Please sub and share. Searching for the truth. UFOs, aliens, greys and ufology. Real images, real stories, real videos, real cases, researched and investigated by professionals in the field and cutting-edge discoveries. Multiple witnesses, abduction accounts brought to you by Team The Out There Channel. Good to Good be to back. Be back. Five, four, three, two, one. Action, action. at the restart there I don't know what uh, Google was up to but it wouldn't let me click the live button go live so it may have clipped the intro I don't know okay it's always little glitches I tell you probably because of what I'm going to talk about today <laughs> and they ain't going to like it the men in black. Nice. Who's out there? I've got terrible pain today, though. And my arm and back. Um. Need to meet that. That's better. Nothing worse than hearing yourself talk. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyone out there? Let's see. Is it working? Yep. Uh, let's post up some side chat things. So today I'm, I'm going to recap all my experiences I've had and uh, connecting all the dots so far. Um, so yeah, stuff that's sort of come to memory in the process going back to childhood um, since I've had these experiences and I think it's connected. So um i try and redo it all. Uh, there's a lot 
I may forget something, or forget to mention it, I should say. Uh, stuff I haven't forgotten, though. But um, bits and pieces you do forget. Um, so that's why it's best to document it when it happens. Uh, you know, little things. Like sounds you heard, uh, smells you heard, stuff, that sort of stuff. Uh, whether you're scared or not. So today we'll be covering... Um, is it coming up? Uh, my um, alien visits. So far with possible evidence. I think I may have some evidence. Uh, which I will show you. And you can take it from there. And like all the bullshitters and liars out there. Uh, you know what I do. I'm the real truth for ufology. Not uh, the ones that claim they are. Okay. And at least I'm trying to do something about it. Actually get evidence. <laughs> Try and back up your claims, um, but um, not everybody's going to believe you, of course. But that's up to them. <laughs> it is what it is, as they say. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make him drink. You can lead Mick West to a UFO, and you still won't believe it. Okay, pin message. And Scott Brando. There we go. So, uh, not sure if anyone's going to show up. Today I'm back to my normal afternoon show. So, it'll probably knock out a few UKers this time. But it's ideal for USA people. Uh, can't be, can't do early mornings all the time sometimes I just need to sleep <laughs> and try and get rid of the pains in the system else I can't function uh, if you'd like to donate uh, super chats are always active and super likes uh, so after a show you can actually hit super like Donate to $5 or $10, I think it is. So, yeah, I've been doing some super likes on various channels out there. I'll give them some support uh, from my own money. Uh, because um, i got to spread the love, right? Uh, people that are exposing the truth um, should be given the thumbs up. And a wee bit of cash, you know, uh, gives them incentive to keep on going. Even though I need the money myself. <laughs> but uh, that's the way it goes. Swings and roundabouts, you know. So, um, who's out there? Anybody? Still nobody? Yeah, I just can't trust the stats here. Alright, let's get the right screen, Paul. So, um, first up, um, talking about my mix store, they just brought out some new fancy 
60 retro color things i kind of kind of like it looks quite cool with one of my logos here and it's front and back so yeah um i think there might be free shipping coming up normally it would actually display up here when they got some store vouchers but uh, at the moment, it's, I think it's about $6 if you live in USA, which is good. Shame it's not uh, international like that all the time, though. So I was thinking about buying one of these ones to have a look at myself. And you've got different colours, you know. Uh, that one's pretty psychedelic. <laughs> but it kind of looks good with the logo there. It looks like it's coming out of space, doesn't it? out of a, a vortex uh, TR3B uh, so yeah might have to get something like that for summer coming up so we got some other colors purple blue blue's a bit faint though but it's not too bad I suppose um, I need a darker blue one I'll say one black grey one And another type of purple one. That one's not too bad. Yeah, I kind of like colours myself. Now, it's funny for Christmas Day, no one buys you colours. <laughs> they always buy you blue or white or something like that. Well, black. <laughs> they never buy you colours. But uh, yeah, I don't get presents anymore. Uh, we decided to stop doing that um, in the family because we just can't afford it. Yeah, so they got some new products here um, worth checking out. Still reckon it's the best mix store with the quality. I'm still wearing my own t-shirts that I buy. It's funny how it opens up a new screen when I was clicking on those ones, so that's kind of weird. I'll post the link to it anyway in case you want to have a look. Uh, but you can find it normally if you go to my YouTube channel up here. Mix store there. Or the home uh, belt tab, I think it is. But anyway, um, let's post that up. Rip through. <laughs> T-shirts. And 100% cotton too, I think they said, which is good, because I, I don't like that man-made fabric sometimes, if they've got too much in it. Let's see if it works for you. Actually, you have to do the shop the long way. Uh, so yeah, I just wanted to mention that first. Uh, what's there? It's opened up all these. <laughs> Let's get rid of some of these again. Crazy. Open a new tab for each choice. I think it would have opened up one tab and all those. Yeah, that one's just nice, isn't it? Nice and bright. I could stare at that all day. <laughs> oh, it's just uh makes you feel nice and warm inside and it's not too woke <laughs> 
close that one. So, uh, just to recap on uh, the Calvine thing, just to finish it off, talking about the stealth blimps, and I was talking about self-repair and material. Well, I tried. I did a, a update check on that. Uh, scientists develop Wolverine-inspired material that heals itself. So this is back in 2015, I think. Uh, where's the date? Uh, where's the date? But uh, anyway, I think it's 2015. So it's, it's um, new science, really. But the, they've got some products already. Self-healing via iron-dipole interaction. Transparent self-healing artificial muscle. Cut. And then basically it leaks like our body does um, from uh, the chemicals. Creates a, a, a like a scab. And then I guess eventually bonds the strands back together again. Uh, I'm not sure if they say much here about it. But yeah, if you started firing bullets through like an airship, uh, you could see how this uh, would eventually heal itself. Uh, it reminds me of the Blake 7 sci-fi series from the UK. I'm not sure if you ever watched it. They had this... Um, they took over this ship that was drifting in space and they didn't know whose it was. Turned out to be some alien race uh, spaceship, but had an onboard uh, high IQ computer and it had um, robots or it had self healing wires. So if it got uh, shot, or the skin would repair itself and uh, the wires would seek out each other and join up again. That's kind of clever, really. That's going back into the 80s, right? Oh, here we go, 2017. So, yeah, it's a bit later since I last looked. Um, Marvel Comet, Comics. Study published December in the journal Advanced Material. Uh, material. So it kind of sounds like metamaterials, doesn't it? An international team of scientists described the first synthetic ionic conductor. Uh, transparent self-healing highly stretchable material that allows ions to flow through it so uh, it sounds almost like it's a charred skin as well so it has to have some sort of energy to activate it the material which was inspired in part by regenerative ability of the comic um, book uh, anti-hero rovering could someday be used to improve the lifespan of electronic devices and develop self-repairing robots. So you can see how they'd want this in space as well. Uh, mic micrometeorite impacts and all that sort of stuff. Creating material with all these properties has been a puzzle for years. But you can see it's Chinese here. So... It makes you wonder if they're way ahead. 
So this might be a Chinese in America, but it doesn't mean they're not leaking information back to China. Material chemist at University of California, Riverside, said in a statement, we did that and now we are just beginning to explore the applications. Most self-healing polymers are held together by uh, non-covalent bonds, which are unstable under certain electrochemical conditions in their f effort to improve material stability mr wang colleagues made use of a phenomenon called iron dipole interactions by combining a polar polymer with highly ionized salt they were able to produce a stable material that can stretch and repair itself so I won't read it all out, uh, it's a bit of a struggle for me anyway, as you know. Uh, something's touching my head there. Let's see, is that better there? No. And I'm not sure, I'll just try it. Um, headrest on the pillow here. It's like the car. <laughs> the car headrest thing. So uh, I'll post a link to that, but it has a lot of pop-ups and nags. But you can do your own research on that. You know, people out there have doubts uh, about hypersonic airships and stuff. Um, but you've got to remember, they're probably 20 years ahead of commercial stuff. So, or publicly known stuff. So I'll talk about my stuff now. Uh, have we got out there anybody? Um, Siri watching. Oh, well, um, you just have to watch it offline, guys. But anyway, um, yeah, so Goofon's still being a turd. Um, he's using his new Twitter account just to troll people. Uh, what an idiot this guy is. And the uh, sooner he leaves ufology, the better, really. Because uh, he's just a noisemaker and a troublemaker. And it'll never change. And uh, it's all part of the YouTube criminal gang network that's out there. So, uh, yeah. Keep on being conned by these people. And uh, they make all these stupid claims that they got the best UFO videos when they got little dots in the sky. Claim to be experts in balloons and get it all wrong. And so on. So, um, yeah. So, what did you say here? Why so three can watch you, your dog and your imaginary friends? Ha 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 ha. So this is someone that claims to also have alien visitors, right? In his in his past. And <laughs> was video aliens on videotape which we've never ever seen. Uh, makes all these claims up, right? And unlike me, that will bring you what I have captured of anything 
or tell you this something that happened in, um, in the last three days. Uh, but certainly not more than a week because you've got to document it while it's fresh in the memory and draw pictures and stuff. But now I've got a lot of cameras set up <laughs> and uh, document things as we go. But uh, yeah, I just need lots of time and good health, which I haven't got. So yeah, um, I don't know in the Twitter rules. Yeah, I said pee off you oxymoron. <laughs> so I got sense of humor, you see. Um, but anyway, so that's got me thinking. All oh, right, so it's probably time I need to put together all my evidence and events and sequence and retell the story complete now i did offer this to dave scott uh, but he wasn't interested so i'm going to do it on my channel and the few that happen to come across it will hear what i've got to say uh, so yeah it should be really something that if someone's really truly experiencing aliens or ufos in their life then this is the channel to follow <laughs> a skeptic that debunks and exposes liars and also documents and tries to capture evidence of his own experiences and not dots in the sky as you've seen already so yeah so i got exploding head syndrome here so that's part of the story but i'm going to prove to you that i'm not suffering from this um so we'll just start at the beginning uh how should i do it um probably just start with like a summary of my life and how it sort of expanded out probably uh, there's a lot to cover. <laughs> um, of course, I'm not going to show any personal photographs and stuff. But um, um, we'll see what we can do. So, I suppose we should really start with... Um, my early life now my parents come from London the off outskirts of London um, my dad grew up with a family of 10 other siblings <laughs> uh, he was born just at the start of World War II um, and they're a poor family and uh, food was very hard to get so he remembers being starving hungry as a kid and having to go out and uh, find stuff to eat and of course um, he used to go and collect sparrow eggs and anything else he could all from different birds and and around the neighborhood uh, parks and all that and uh, they used to mix all together into one big scrambled egg with other stuff and have it with their simple loaf of bread 
Uh, he said they so poor they didn't even have butter. They had to spread animal fat as lard on top as spread on bread, which they loved. <laughs> because you need carbohydrates and fats. So, yeah, uh, he met my mother in high, uh, high school, I guess you call it. <laughs> and they got married fairly early, 18 and 21, uh, which is really unheard of today. And uh, he joined the Air Force as a technician, an electronic technician. And uh, I wasn't born yet, obviously. <laughs> but he got um, relocated with his position as a radar technician at various places around the country as well as around the world. So um, mum obviously tagged along uh, to the location that he was based for six months or a year or whatever. And one of the locations was Scotland. Um, so, yeah, they got a cottage near Inverness. Yes, the Loch Ness Monster. And uh, mum got pregnant and had my sister. And uh, they were there for a wee while. And then they had uh, me after. And I was about one and a half. Uh, when he was reposted to Libya. So we went from Scotland, freezing cold snow, I think it was, and landed in 45 degrees Celsius heat, which uh, UKs are now experiencing, in the middle of a desert. <laughs> Libya, um, which you may have heard on the news with Hillary Clinton and all that. So we lived there for a year and a half in these uh, mud huts or sand huts. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I should really bring up a map, shouldn't I? So where's uh, uh, Google Maps, that one. So there's the UK. So my parents come from over here and we got shipped off to Inverness. Up here, somewhere, there he is, way up here. Couldn't get further away, I guess, from London. And from there we went to uh, Libya. I'm not sure if it's on here still. <laughs> Didn't it get renamed. Um, uh, Libya, there we go. So we lived there, and that's right next door to the pyramids <laughs> in the Mediterranean. And of course, it was really hot. <laughs> so there's various pictures of me. Um, I have actually got some up of me sitting with a turtle on top of one of these flat roofs over there. And um, a story from Earl Grey and his mother uh, being an underground base. So if you listen to that story, you've probably seen pictures of me explaining some of this. Now you're thinking, why is he telling us a life story? Well, it all sort of interconnects, uh, I believe now. Um, with the things that have happened to me, now I can relate backwards in life. and remember things as a kid. 
Alright, so from there, um, we left, well, I was about three years old and we were repositioned to go and lived in Germany. So Germany is up top here. And we went to a small, uh, small um, village that uh, had a lot of pine tree forests around it and hills. And uh, there was like a five-story high-rise there. And I think we were on the third or the fourth floor. Um, I haven't actually confirmed that with mum. They probably can't remember anyway. I, I don't know. So yeah, um, it's like um, on a slight hill. Going up to it. Oh, I was meant to... Oh, well. So it was like a, a little grey building, seven stories high or whatever. And it had the regular German houses, the white buildings around. Um, if you've ever seen those, um, they're all pretty distinctive looking. Germany white houses. So we made friends with the locals and learnt, uh, as a kid at three years old, I was actually talking fluent German as well as English and some Dutch, I think it was. So they got these old type houses over there. And uh, the place we went to live was actually a place called Hilschenbach. Which means hill, buck. Uh, what's buck mean? Um, I should know. <laughs> I should buck. There we go. So we lived there for a while. I'm not sure what region exactly. But uh, I wonder if we can bring it up on the map. Uh, how do they spell it to sickly? No, that's not Helen, but that's not it. Must have spelled it wrong. Uh, let's see. Pretty sure it's how you spell it. Oh, here we go. Ocean Buck. There we go. Okay, let's have a look at some pictures. See if it jogs back any memories. <laughs> there we go. So you can see it's really forestry. Foresty. Uh, it's a nice little place. It's funny um, that he should be positioned in these uh, anti-English places. But the funny thing is, um, when we become friends with the Germans, 
Uh, the guy that was in the German army said, I would never believe I would be, my best friend would be an Englishman. <laughs> Just goes to show how stupid war is. And uh, if you integrated, you'd see we're all pretty much the same. We have the same problems and uh, the same wants in life. So yeah, um, as you can see, there's like a lot of forests still there. <laughs> a lot of pine forests. Um, not sure if we can actually drop down. Look. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Uh, back to that again. <laughs> Gotta line it up in that. There we go. See if it comes up. Probably have problems. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Here we go. You see these are the hills with the forests. Now, I always used to be scared of the forests there for some reason. Um, one day, me and my dad used to walk through the forests because uh, he used to go away for three to six months and then come back. <laughs> uh, and then we, we'd be missing him. But he'd go away on these um, contracts with the RAF. <laughs> uh, you can see there's the white houses everywhere. I don't know if there's any high-rises there. But, uh, yeah, there we go. Black roofs, white uh, things. Uh, so, yeah, all I remember is it used to go up on a hill we um we used to sled down it as kids <laughs> when it used to be snowy there and this looks a lot more over this way so i don't know where we are <laughs> but uh yeah look hill it looks very much like new zealand actually so for we're flat where we are, but um, we have hills like this and forests, especially as you go further down south, but it's more natural forests. But we do have a lot of pine forests uh, planted by farmers. So yeah, I'm not actually seeing any high rises. I think it's still there. I haven't knocked it down. I think uh, the Air Force used to own the building. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, moving on. So, there's plenty of places there you would expect aliens to be visiting, right? So, let's just skip forward to 19... Um, was it 93? Uh, the German friends finally decided to come and visit us in uh, in New Zealand <laughs> um, and um, the first thing the guy had to tell us was that he saw a UFO 
which was in one of these forests just at the back of the house you know like these houses here and they watch this uh, typical classic flying disc uh, hover they didn't have any smartphones or anything like that back then and it shot vertically upwards at uh, impossible speeds but like um, the tic tac and they said it blinked out like a star so that doesn't sound like our technology but uh, we have actually as you've seen come across various uh, secret <laughs> craft uh, called stealth blimps that could do hypersonic speeds uh, but why would they be hiding out in a forest in a remote area doesn't make any sense so um to write that off as our technology still back then is kind of ludicrous because um, they shouldn't just be hanging out around little small little villages <laughs> when they should be hovering over secret bases and I don't think there's any secret bases there but uh, you never know uh, Germans used to do a lot of underground tunnels and things uh, yeah it's interesting having a look at that so um, what's the next thing so as a kid I, I remember certain things not much but I remember certain things that scared me and one of them was one night I could have sworn that um, the shadows on the wall were moving that there was something watching me uh, in the bedroom. Um, up to that point, um, I don't remember anything else like that, and or after. But um, it was not long after that event happened, probably six months on, that we left Germany, heading back to uh, UK, was it? I think it was. And then we got the ship from the UK that would go to New Zealand and it stopped at uh, Africa and Canary Islands and all that so it was a really good good cruise coming to New Zealand uh, but my father was still uh, part of the RAF and he had to stay behind and work his contracts and uh, he didn't really want to leave because it means he wouldn't get a pension but eventually he did leave um, he managed to do a lot of savings right so Basically, they could come to New Zealand and buy a house outright um, because uh, the RAF paid for everything and also gave you money, which you didn't need to spend. <laughs> you could save it all. Um, but, yeah, it was a good life. But, yeah, these uh, shadows on the wall and uh, I would uh, be screaming out for my parents who were socializing next door in the lounge uh, with the German friends <laughs> playing cards and uh, dad would come in and say yeah, it's just imaginary it's just uh, the wind blowing the curtains and all that sort of stuff and because uh, I'd look at the curtains and see the shadows of the curtains but it didn't match up what I was seeing as movement shadows like shadow men or whatever and because we're up three or four stories right as well which is kind of strange and 
course you leave your windows open because you feel safe so I just wonder if that's where it started because I didn't know that maybe anything about UFOs or aliens back then or even paranormal because I was only a kid but um, I never even heard anyone talking about such things so when the, the Germans come to visit us in New Zealand and told us about this amazing sighting they had, uh, I was already running my YouTube channel, and as you know, and thought, wow, one of there's some connection. Because if they saw it, means they wanted them to see it probably. <laughs> and maybe they've been uh, part of the collecting information, you know, um, why they behind woods would be uh, a good place to collect samples and abduct people or whatever and find out about the human race. Why would they go to Germany? Because it was a big war zone, right? Uh, a lot of violence there. And maybe nuclear the, um, experiments even. And same as why would they go to America? Exactly the same reason. A lot of big explosions in the desert. Um, so it leave, maybe it left uh, signatures. And uh, maybe uh, later I found out my dad actually had been in an underground base in Germany. And did some secret work for NATO. Uh, which he won't say much about. Uh, which is kind of interesting as well. And you hear a lot of uh, people that have uh, alien visitations have a lot of military in the background. So I don't know if that's related to my experiences I'm having now. But because the way we left there, uh, they may have lost track in me, right? We left in a car then planes, and then down to New Zealand, which is the other side of the world. And they may have lost contract, uh, contact with me if they were actually using me in experiments that I don't remember. But, uh, yeah, uh, so progress on in time. Okay, if I set bigger than normal. All right, I've got that open there. There we go. Oh, we've got a couple of people watching now. So, <clears throat> uh, I shall lift open the map, shouldn't I? <clears throat> so we went from Germany, eventually, when I was three. And they travelled all around, setting up radar in different countries. And Germany was like the base camp to Europe. And then eventually uh, we flew back to London, caught a ship and went all the way around, I guess. Oh yeah. Is, is that the Canary Islands there? What's that up there? Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Canary went past there. 
have to refuel, get supplies. And we actually stopped off in South um, Africa. Table Mountains, is it? South Africa. And then we headed off to Australia. There it is, straight across. Um, was it Melbourne? I think it was. And then straight to New Zealand from there. Um, I'm not too sure where we landed though. I uh, don't think Lilithan was able to take ships. I uh, didn't have it set up and Akaro wasn't ready for it. I think it must have been Wellington. And then we got a plane down to Christchurch or something. But anyway, um, that part of it's a bit foggy in my memory. But that's how we ended up down there. <laughs> so, uh, everything was pretty much good life in New Zealand. Nothing really much happened uh, since we got there in 1972. And uh, my sister met a guy at work and uh, they eventually got married, had kids then separated <laughs> and she went to live in this um, flatlet that was near um, like a reclaimed land I think of a church of graveyards and it had this little hill of graveyards which is really strange looking it was out of place but she started having paranormal stuff happen <laughs> and we didn't really believe her at first um, but eventually she moved from there and uh, got a house pretty much across the street from us <laughs> where I was staying with my parents and I was um, like 18 years old uh, working initially for a big corporation for the freezing works processing all the payroll and uh Eventually, I went to university, right, and uh, paid my own way through it. No, and had the student loan and paid that off too. No, no government handouts to pay off for me. But anyway, um, she she was in this other house, and more paranormal started happening. Like she was, like it had attached to her. Uh, and probably you've heard some of the stories there, um, which is not part of the alien stuff, but maybe it's linked. I don't know. Um, but I have actually got some play a playlist where I have talked about in various live shows through the years. And it's not something I've made up just to try and get traffic. I've always... Um, explain my sightings and stuff that I've been getting. Uh, yeah, not created ones. Let me see. We want to go down to the best playlist, I think it is. So, members, fans, stories in that one. And you got Paul's own experiences in this one. So, we just open up that one. 
Now, telling everything here because I think it's all connected somehow. So, back then I had a little interest in UFOs and a little interest in paranormal uh, when I saw mystery shows. I think it was uh, In Search Of. In Search Of series got me interested in it. And then I started buying magazines, and uh, there wasn't much around on UFOs, let alone paranormal, um, in the libraries. So we used to buy these magazines on mysteries, as you know, uh, which I have presented to you. And... Uh, my sister had some really crazy paranormal claims. Uh, she used to have some homestays to help her pay the rent. Uh, Japanese and uh, Asians uh, from China. And also Korea, I think. But anyway, South Korea. <laughs> Not North Korea. And uh, she, um, she had sightings of the man in the top hat which she thought was our granddad uh, which is dad's uh, father who died uh, but also fought in World War II um, but I don't think so I think there's something more to it <laughs> uh, but yeah the Asians also saw these paranormal uh, apparitions and the kids uh, claimed as well and I tell it in this uh, episode here so I'll just post that down the side and you can see there's a few episodes where I've talked about stuff okay and this will be another one to add to the list I guess <laughs> but uh, just post that down there now I've actually got physical evidence and stuff I've got lots of good stuff to come up but uh, no one's interested, of course. So I'll just uh, talk to myself here. Um, there's the playlist to this. Now, this interview here, I actually got photographs of my, what I've just talked about in the recap. And Earl talks about his own paranormal experiences, and he's also a abductee, which um, he told told only one other person before uh, he come and spilt spilt the beans on one of my live shows. He felt like it's going to give me this gift of this story because uh, no one else has heard it. So he told it on my channel for the first time. It wasn't in this episode, but it would have been. Uh, in one of these other playlists uh, back here, uh, member stories, so it'll be in there. And he's told it a couple of times, initial time, and then he recapped it later on the show. Uh, well, worth having to listen to his mum's story as well as his own story of Harry become a MUFON uh, chief investigator in California there. I uh, don't know if we need that anymore. But, uh, yeah. Now, let's see. 
go. So yeah, one of my sister's stories was a broken toy spinning around inside the toy box. <laughs> With flashing lights and making sound and even putting batteries in it and turn it on because it was turned off wouldn't wouldn't get it to work <laughs> uh, that would have been a good thing to catch on video and of course i talk about that story in the episode there so i won't go over the paranormal too much but um because of my sister it sort of got me involved directly with own experiences happening i guess but anyway um we converted the top of the house uh, which you can see in the episode there it's a picture of the old house that we grew up in when the parents first come over and paid outright for it <laughs> to have it built and this new section on Re uh, reclaimed farmland basically and because it was out and said to be out in the country not the main city but it's only like 20 minutes drive away <laughs> um so i had a out of body as well when i was 13 and uh i remember being stuck on the ceiling looking down at myself but um I also have a story on that somewhere here that one there mandela effect and dreams that come true so it's all in this list <laughs> but i also remember um my sister and uh, as kids my sister and uh, cousins got hold of a Ouija board <laughs> now we know the dangers of Ouija boards you know, you got to make sure you close it else it stays open uh, I don't think it was closed <laughs> and it was done inside our house and they brought it over put it on the table and put a glass upside down and said oh how's it work and so they weren't even sure how it worked so they stuck their fingers on there and started asking questions and the glass damn moved and they all freaked out and said that wasn't me doing that <laughs> and actually answered yes to them um and they said no nah, i'm not doing any more of that it's too creepy so i don't know if that somehow opened up a portal there in their own house but that was um way before uh, my sister's uh, paranormal events happening later in life but this is something else I just remembered. <laughs> and I was sitting on top of the couch looking down at the board. And uh, I was uh, interested how, how, why the glass moved. Whether it was um, really working or not. But they wouldn't, wouldn't resume it. So, so basically we, we didn't ever do it again. But... Um, yeah, I don't know if that left anything in the house. But I always felt like I was being watched from that point onwards again. And uh, it sort of brought up memories of me as a one and a half year old or whatever it was. No, three years old uh, back in Germany. Uh, of that um, apparition, uh, the, the shadows moving. 
so yeah, where do we go from there? So we rented out the top of the house to this uh, young guy that had his own business, 20s, late tw 20s. Uh, had his own car wash firm, car grooming. And he used to smoke a lot of weed and had some mental issue. Um, so he, he used to go to get, um, he used to check himself into Sunnyside, as we used to call it, or Templeton. <laughs> And uh, used to be a psychiatric hospital because um, he suffered from, I don't know, depression or whatever. But in the end, he ended up killing himself. We didn't know about it. He killed himself um, by gassing himself in, a, in his own car uh, because um, he liked living with us and smoking weed, but eventually the guy almost drove through the back of the house uh, high and drunk or whatever and dad said you gotta go because um, we need the top of the house back because uh, well I don't know he made up some excuse anyway so the guy left and got another appointment uh, apartment somewhere else but uh, soon after he committed suicide apparently and we didn't know about it and uh, my sister went to a special psychic medium thing <laughs> uh, with her new man. She bumped into this new man that was into that sort of stuff. I don't know if it's synchronicity or this sort of stuff uh, where things happen for a reason. Uh, but it's very interesting if there is some connections between things happening. But um, she met as she was walking in the meeting was shaking hands with everybody thank you for coming it was only meant to be a small group of 20 or so and he she said oh you got a young man attached to you <laughs> um in the spirit world um, you don't know he's dead uh, but you did know him in his life and she said oh, i don't know who you're talking about <laughs> um she said in a couple of weeks time it will become apparent who it is i can't tell you any more than that but it's, but um, watch out for it so she went home told mum about this um, meeting she went with and mum thought it was funny and i said oh who could she be talking about and that same day a letter a postie come with a letter and it was addressed to the guy that used to live upstairs. Um, and then mum says, oh, there's a letter for that guy that used to live here. Um, we'll, we'll phone up his mother, see where he is. And of course, later that night she did. And uh, the mother told him, oh, yeah, he committed suicide. And uh, mum went, oh, okay. And then it sort of clicked that this uh, man that was dead standing next to my sister was this guy from upstairs. <laughs> and she, so she told this, my sister um, about it and they were sort of shocked. And, and they were wondering if that's the man that the median was talking about. But anyway, um, progress is on from there. Um, I thought it was hilarious myself. I wasn't too 
I wasn't too sure about psychics because I knew about cold reading and the tricks they use. And they use generalization. Uh, you can say someone's going to die in your life for the next three weeks and it probably will happen, you know. <laughs> Someone that you knew or whatever. But, uh, or friends, uh, someone you knew indirectly. But anyway, um, uh, what happened after that? She had the Asians see this pot plant lift off and drop on the floor, apparently, and my sister didn't believe her. <laughs> But I think it might have been this guy getting angry. He wanted to be noticed by the sister. Um, but yeah, soon after the Asians left, because Asians are really paranormal about um, superstition and uh, ghosts and all that sort of stuff. But eventually my sister sold the house and needed somewhere to temporarily go so she come to our house across the road pretty much and uh, with her kids so it got a bit bit cramped but uh, there was just just enough room for her and the dogs well dog i should say at that time and uh, the dog was unhappy being locked in the back hallway which is only a little like a little cupboard area really um so one night i just let her up and uh, said come on come into my bigger bedroom and she was happy as uh, this dog was a, a collie not a collie um labrador cross with something else <laughs> so she's a real softy type dog so i put her next to the cupboard um um, it was probably before I went to Australia to work. Um, I was, uh, let's see, what was I doing at the time? I was I finished working with this big uh, corporation and I was just finished university, I think it was. Um, and I think I was doing some more study. But anyway, um... It was like a super hot summer night in the bedroom and suddenly there was this uh, cold rush of air and the dog that was sleeping next to the cupboard because it was because um, i was working on the computer so it was people had gone to bed i think and, and i was up still and the dog jumped up and was looking staring dead still at this uh, like she was staring at something behind my back <laughs> and I was freezing cold and yet it was like um, 32 degrees Celsius in the bedroom and so I thought quirky what's going on I didn't know about cold spots back then <laughs> I don't think ghost uh, hunters and all that had made it to the TV yet uh, I think Maybe some of the crappy UK ones were there. Just starting to air. But anyway, um, there wasn't much on New Zealand TV about paranormal anyway. So yeah, I stuck my arm into this cold spot and it moved. Um, which is kind of freaky. 
and the dog was moved its head. And I looked over at her and noticed that she changed the position where she was looking. And uh, eventually the cold spot disappeared and the dog laid down. So I think she sensed it as well as I sensed it. And uh, I had the bedroom strictly below where this guy used to live. <laughs> well, below his bedroom, the other side was a kitchen bathroom area. Um, so it was like a two, 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 two room apartment. And my, the back of the house was extended and my parents were living basically where the garage used to be. And they made this big um, carport at the back and they turned it into a another room and they knocked out some bricks in the wall and you could go from the house into this new room but uh, and the sister got the old master bedroom and I was in another room on the other side of the house and then at the front of the house was the kitchen and in the middle was the lounge and all that sort of stuff but um yeah, so that was one strange thing, and also one night I think, or I believe that the door, uh, I left a little gap and it opened up bigger, and there's no, no gust of winds in this house, the door opened up and it felt like something had jumped and sat next to me in bed, <laughs> um, so yeah, I just thought it was mind tricks, so I didn't really pay much attention to the paranormal back then, uh, but that was my first experience of some strangeness happening when my sister come to stay. Um, what happened after that? Uh, I went, uh, I eventually was working with another university or college and uh, I got sick. I got very sick. And the doctors didn't know what was wrong with me, and I started taking herbal and got better that way. And I was back healthy again using herbal. So I decided to go to Australia to work and, and quit the university and actually work and, and see if I can get a job in normal industry, which I did do for a few years. Uh, but before I went, I had these um, visions, which I've never had before. I was experimenting with a iron generator, and I had these vivid dreams uh, of me being uh, meeting people and stuff like that. Would that would come true? And when it come true, I used to think it was really strange, <laughs> and I couldn't wrap my head around it. But one dream I had that didn't come true. Uh, was me being in a strange place overlooking a river and it wasn't until I went to Australia and had an interview in this particular building that overlooked the river I got that sort of weird feeling that I've been there before <laughs> and uh, I was trying to work out why I was getting these um, dreams that seemed to come true and how it's even possible because it hadn't happened yet uh, but yeah, it was actually overlooking Brisbane River. I went to work in Queensland. And I got a really good job over there with 40 bucks an hour. And I took it uh, as a contractor. So uh, yes, saved a lot of money in the process. 
And then tell, tell it in that one there. If you want to go and listen to it. Um, and then eventually everything goes wrong. And 9-11 happens and uh, work dried up as a contractor. Uh, there was a lot of drama in the workplace. And eventually... Um, money ran out and I had to come back to New Zealand again and I stayed with the parents and uh, I was back at the old house again <laughs> and it was a funny feeling though funny going back there but uh, not long after they built they had a were building a new house and we, so I didn't stay there too long and we relocated to a new house after living there for 40 years or whatever 38 years um i started at the new house and i thought oh well that's gonna you know i never thought about paranormal once i moved to australia because nothing really really happened in, in, at all it was uh, just like normal living no strange things at all just uh, having fun and uh, working hard but when I come back to New Zealand, I couldn't get work. Um, not since 9-11. Uh, it was really competitive, and they pay your stuff all back in New Zealand too. Like I was earning... Uh, when I left New Zealand initially, I was earning only something like $7 an hour or something ridiculous. And over in Australia, I was earning 40 bucks an hour. Uh, so, yeah, it's a big, big jump in salary there so yeah it's in the new house and the old cat that we that i knew had was um dying from cancer by the looks of it and he was like skin and bones and it was vomiting so mum decided to have him put down finally and i said yeah i think uh, he should have been put down a week <laughs> a year ago and but yeah, it was, it was kind of a happy cat. So he got put down in in the new house, pretty much. <laughs> uh, he's enjoying the new place too, exploring it. And uh, we had no pets then. And that's when stuff started happening again. So I got uh, this bedroom that gets fairly warm and gets early morning sun. So I had um, the room sealed. I didn't have windows open because it was uh, winter. And I had the door shut. And I was laying on my side face down sort of and something jumped on the back of me and uh, it felt like two feet two little feet and i thought this is really strange it's creating a funny sensation on my back and do i move do i see what happens next and it took a step forward and i thought no nah, this is too much and they shot up really quickly and uh it was on the wrong side of the bed, but the touch light was on the other side. And I quickly scrambled over and tried to slam my hand onto the touch face of the lamp to turn it on. Kept missing. 
eventually it turned on and there was nothing in the room. I thought, uh, can't be a cat because there's nothing in the room and it didn't feel like a cat and it really freaked me out. Um, but uh, yeah, eventually I <laughs> turned off the light and uh, covered my head with pillow and went back to sleep. Um, thinking that it was just some crazy mind thing again because I wasn't really into paranormal uh, or aliens back then. I had a passing interest in it. <laughs> and of course it would happen randomly every six months or so where something would jump on the bed and you can feel it walking around and uh, leave impressions in the quilt. And I thought, damn, I'm going to have to get a, a better smartphone so I can actually capture this thing. So I did that. And it happened for a third time, but this time I had my phone handy. And it had the two impressions in the bed. But it was really hard to film it because of, um, without having to put the light on. <laughs> you know, as soon as you put the light on, things uh, cool down for some reason. It's like they don't like um, our light from a normal bulb. Um, I don't think LEDs affect them so much. But the uh, older Casadent, Cas, uh, what do you call it? Cassette, uh, Cass, um, what do you call them? Where they have a filament anyway, and they glow. And uh, yeah, um, so I had to turn on the light, and then things died down after that. But I could feel weight there, but I couldn't really document it because um, it wasn't showing up on camera very really well. And I was trying to kick up the quilt and see if it would form the, the holes in the quilts where the thing was standing. And so I thought that was really strange. It was at this day time when I uh, was receiving emails from a friend from, about security and having a look at this and this and this. And I thought, oh, this is really interesting. I have to start watching YouTube. Uh, this guy's claiming he's got inside knowledge and uh, leakers. <laughs> and uh, let's see where it develops. So um, I got really suspicious after a few months of watching him. And no new updates of the things he made uh, claims off. Uh, saying he was going to do updates. And I thought, well, this needs to be um investigated more what's going on here is this guy lying to people and so i set up my own channel and i thought i'd start putting up a few episodes of my own sightings first and then look into more into ufology happening on youtube and that's sort of where my channel started to be developed from uh, Stone Hobbits, is it? How's it going? <laughs> You're the only one here. Uh, welcome. Anyway, 
So I'm recapping my um, family history and adding in the events up to current times where I've got some evidence finally. And all the stories are told throughout these episodes here in that playlist that I've posted. But I'm just recapping it very quickly. <laughs> um, without drawing pictures and stuff because I've already done that inside these ones. But I might um, find that one with the alien visit. So I had various paranormal happen as well. Uh, lights coming on, sensor lights, you know, we got these hallway sensor lights that turn on automatically. Um, and as you know, I've been documenting the light turning on by itself. And I might add, still, it hasn't turned on since I've moved back into the bedroom. Um, I moved out for a time and set up a camera and I was sleeping in another bedroom. Because uh, it was cooler, because it was summer back then. And I got various, uh, at least about five or six uh, videos of the light turning on by itself. And it's not just like a pushing a button on a remote. Uh, you actually have to push a separate button to turn it on and a separate button to turn it off. It's not a toggle either. So um, the only way to turn it on is by remote, uh, which is an infrared remote, which is kind of interesting. And it only works about one foot away from the light, <laughs> which is strange as well. Because uh, the battery's weak, I guess. So, well, the, it's just a crappy remote control. It's one of the uh, remote, it's like one of those credit card ones. Uh, it's got a switch on the back of the light stand I've got. I know, I know um, Paranormal can't turn on switches, as far as I know. There's no, no light that's come on where there's been a physical switch in this house. Um, but only sensor lights and this infrared one. So I have documented that um, in various lives recently. Going back. And you can check those ones out. Um, but yeah. Leading up to that uh, light situation though, still. Um, chronicle order. Because <laughs> it's all connected, I think. Um, uh, so we had the bee jumping on the bed. And it felt like hoofs, not actual normal feet. It felt like round hoof type feet. And we're not religious by any means, so we don't believe in demons and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> uh, if a demon showed up, I'd probably end up attacking it myself. <laughs> um, I'm more of adrenaline and attack first and then run. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I've got some things next to the bed I can grab and use as a weapon now. But I also have bought various... Um, uh, things that can illuminate. Uh, I've got a laser pen with a grid system where you can shine it around and see if there's anything that's cloaked. And I often use that when the paranormal thing happens just to make sure there's no bending of light or any portals or anything like that that people claim. 
and so far I haven't managed to document anything like that. If I did manage to see it on laser, I'd probably grab my phone and start videoing it uh, for you guys to see. Uh, but paranormal and aliens is really random. Uh, you can't predict when it's going to happen, and you certainly don't have enough time to grab a phone and video it. So now I've spent probably close to oh probably a thousand dollars actually in New Zealand which is a lot of money for me on a new MVR that records uh, up to 32 video cameras and it, it records it continuously and I've got now eight IP cameras connected to it that's recording and trying to capture evidence uh, of what I'm saying uh, and it's gone quiet, I have to say, you know, there was a bit of the light turning on on and off for a while, and uh, strange noises, and uh, hallway lights turning on, but that sort of stopped now, I've got a hallway camera, and a kitchen camera, and a bedroom camera, <laughs> so they, they must know, but uh, yeah, uh, I had a entity pop out thin the air and attack me and it was like a like a shape like a ghost <laughs> like it's like the old classic ghost in a sheet but uh, had no limbs it just had a head and a body like a 10 pin bowling ball that was fatter and this thing popped out uh, above my bed and uh, i was dreaming at the time of being chased by this thing and then I woke up and there it was above my bed now I don't know if that's induced vision or it was really there but this thing was lunging at me coming closer to me and I grabbed a quilt and tried to scare it away because <laughs> I didn't have any weapons at the time I didn't have like my metal walking stick next to the bed like I have now um, which is pretty cool, it turns, it unfolds and turns into a stool, um, so yeah, I bought that recently, which is quite cool, I used to, I used to have one of these big security torches, you know, that cost like a hundred dollars, and has like, uh, hundreds of batteries in it, and, uh, you could run a truck over it, and it won't, uh, break or anything, but I used to have that, but I gave it to mum, when we had the earthquake, I said you might need this and uh, also you can use it as a weapon. <laughs> uh, Stone Hobbit. I need cameras but I don't know how to set up. Yeah, uh, getting the right cameras is a learning experiences, experience. I bought this camera for the bedroom. Turns out I can't actually connect it to my MVR because the Chinese have crippled the firmware on it on purpose. And they're trying to get people to subscribe to monthly memberships on the cloud instead to upload your SD card to the cloud so they've got access to it, which I don't like. I like to have it all in house. Uh, so to buy a decent camera, you've got to spend like $70 New Zealand that have uh, net IP, um, which works with these MVR boxes. And also have ONVIF format. 
So that's what you've got to aim for. And then you can connect it to all your devices in the house. So it basically grabs the IP address like your phone would from the router, which is no good because then that IP is random each time, which makes it impossible to connect to it and record from, of course. So you have to configure the software for a static IP address and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, it is a bit involved, but um, depends what kind of camera you want and all that sort of business. But most of them now come with SD cards and record uh, to the SD card non-stop, which is basically what I set up on my camera. Okay. So yeah, I had um, this thing try to attack me. And I was screaming, it was 10 o'clock in the morning, I was sleeping in late, and uh, my sister was staying with us, oddly enough, again, with her third new man in life, <laughs> and uh, and four dogs, and they heard me screaming, so they come dashing down the hallway, <laughs> and I was trying to get to my bedroom door, but this thing was trying to block me get, uh, getting near the door. Uh, I know it sounds crazy. <laughs> um... A white blobby thing attacking me. Uh, it's kind of strange, I know. Now, you got to remember, I'm a pure skeptic on this sort of stuff. And uh, I know I had bad eyes, you know, bad eyes. So you, can, you, I, you do get floaters and things in your eye and fogginess, but this thing was definitely three-dimensional. And I just managed to open up the door, and one of the dogs got there, and uh, I'm pretty sure they saw this thing as it disappeared. Uh, but yeah, you can't question a dog. <laughs> Can you come on uh, and t tell what you saw on microphone? <laughs> woof, 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 woof. <laughs> Doesn't kind of work, does it? <laughs> you know, it's not like a human come to the door and saw it just it disappeared because then you would have had an eyewitness account. So yeah, uh, yeah, I was a bit scared to come back to the bedroom after that. <laughs> Uh, I felt like something was trying to kill me, and I've, at the time I was being attacked online by Goofon and uh, other channels, um, and I just wonder, maybe there had been some black magic done, <laughs> uh, some dark energy, but I was also at the time watching that Hella se series about the alien goblins, that live in the mountains of Kentucky. <laughs> and uh, I was following that pretty deeply and uh, following, seeing clues that were missing and I was communicating with them saying, well, this is what I saw and you didn't seem to seem to want to see that yourself, you know, about the blood types and all that sort of stuff, uh, which is related to alien abductions. <laughs> um... But anyway, it's a great series if you've not seen it. A lot of people are skeptic that it was actually a Mako, but um, a lot of it in that series did make sense. Uh, you just have to watch it and connect it to what I've been presenting for the last six years anyway. Um, it's free online. Uh, I think it's like eight episodes and 12 episodes, two seasons of it. Uh, where they actually got an email from someone saying they were being attacked by these little 
alien creatures could they come out and help them and that's where the story starts off and they think it's just a prank email and they start investigating it and all that stuff these guys have been on like ghost hunters as guests and stuff like that and um, they're more paranormal than they were ufo alien people which i thought was strange why they would be contacted but maybe because they were on tv a couple of times and they um were able to be contacted on twitter and all that but anyway um uh, what else happened? Uh, what more did happen? Uh, once I saw Apparition walk at the end of my bed, uh, I'm pretty sure as I was waking up, I, uh, something disturbed me and I woke up and I'm pretty sure I saw this white Apparition walk across from the door to the window and disappear. Uh, so I was starting to wonder if I had some sort of uh, land portal here that allows things to come in uh, so I used to imagine um, a force field around me like a big globe that would go underneath the bed and around and protect the house pretty much <laughs> and that sort of seemed to work uh, for a wee while but um, until the alien visit thing happened and that's where it gets a bit more interesting Hey guys, well, just woke up from my granddad nap. Yeah, it's a problem once you get to 50, isn't it? And if you're up all night, it's two. So I'm just recapping my life story and how I'm trying to time chronicle, uh, trying to line up the timeline of events and the best I can remember <laughs> um, but you remember this uh, story that uh, sort of freaked me out but anyway um, what happened is I ended up getting bad eyes and then I got bad back and it's in a certain place in my back where this massive pain was um, I'm not sure I put it down to early back injury when I was a vacuum cleaner in Australia and I bent over too much and it went ping and I was in pain and I had to lay on, on the bed and I did a little walking around and it seemed to come good again. So I thought maybe it was returning, the back injury was returning. But um, what happened is one night I woke, I woke up because I was in a lot of back pain um all that week uh, when i'd walk the dog would come back and i'd literally be on the floor getting dismantled to get into the door and pretty much collapsing in pain until the pain uh would go away after sitting around <laughs> laying around and getting up again um my parents didn't understand my back pain back then until they've got one themselves now which is kind of strange. Everybody's got back pain in this house <laughs> now. Um, but anyway, um, one night um, I wake up and it was a, a hot summer um, night because uh, it was summer and I slept in the nude. <laughs> 
and I was on my right side and I had just a sheet on the bed and, and it was over my, my top of my head for some reason and I wake up and I couldn't move but I was in utter pain pain uh, worse than ever it has been uh, in my back and I couldn't move <laughs> um, eventually I managed to look to my side and I could see there was something happening behind me and uh, I needed to get the blanket off, off my eyes fully so I managed to get some elbow, elbows moving, hands moving <coughs> no, I managed to lift some of the sheet off my eyes and I saw this um, alien grey laying across the bed on the other side sticking this damn needle in my back where the pain was <laughs> and I thought this has got to be real this is not a dream because I've just woken up from a dream and uh, I looked the other side of the bed and there was this three foot so alien grey just like um, Mr Grey in the corner here with the same black eyes and big head and he was sort of glowing he had um, like uh, this luminous type stuff that you get under the sea on his skin like it, I don't know if it was part of the clothing or part of the skin now I'm not 100% sure but um, I remember he was sort of grey green I think grey blue grey green so that memory sort of fades in a wee bit now but I remember this illumination like he was self-illuminated uh, in the dark and uh, there was no lights on or anything like that uh, you hear people talking about the room filled with bright lights but there was nothing like that this is a really abnormal alien visit ever happened to me and I thought, oh, I thought after, could the cloven have been like um, bioluminance that they can turn on uh, with um, the click of a hand or whatever, some sort of instrument, and they become like self-illuminated so they don't have to carry a torch around. That would make sense, wouldn't it? <laughs> so they can see them way around and see what they're looking at. Uh, but they've got big eyes, so um means they're really sensitive to light, so they don't really need much light. So it makes sense that they'd use like uh, bioluminance rather than big bright lights to, to see around in the dark themselves. But that's what I thought after, after the event anyway. Now I don't know if anyone else has talked about that sort of stuff ever in abduction cases, because we don't get to hear any of them really don't do me online no one tells their stories uh, but anyway I looked at this guy for seemed like a long time but I'd say it'd only be like five or six seconds and then I just blanked out into this crazy dream of because uh, I was I, I was actually holding on to the syringe in the hand of this alien that was sticking it in my back <laughs> trying to pull it out and this other alien looked at me and basically <clears throat> uh, put me to sleep, I'd say, <laughs> somehow. 
and I went into this deep dream, and it was, uh, I was thinking of this alien head on a tube for some reason, and it just kept repeating over and over again. It's really, really strange. It was a really strange dream, and that's all I remember uh, until I woke up the next day. And uh, I got up, and normally I'd yell from pain, and I was pain-free. I thought, what What the hell? I got no back pain. Got up, jumped around, felt like new again, and no pain in the back, uh, which was abnormal considering all the pain I was taking, and I had to take um, that uh, opiate uh, tramadol that it was so bad. Uh, I would take it occasionally um, in the weekend, and this was like middle of the week, I think it was. So I hadn't had any in the system <laughs> to be pain-free. And of course, that doesn't last very long either. You get gradually used to it. That's why I don't t didn't take it very often, because I knew it was addictive could be addictive and uh, as if you keep taking medicines it gradually wears off your body gets used to it uh, I'll just catch up on the side chat here before I carry on hi hi TV screen eyes um, what we got here hey How's it going? I missed a lot, I guess. <laughs> Tommy, haven't seen you in a while. Uh, you've probably heard it all before, though. I'm just uh, recapping, but I've actually got some new evidence to show you. I've watched other channels where others folk have uh, shared similar. Similar? <laughs> similar, you mean. Uh, stories. I thought you were going to say Skinner's story, because <laughs> that's my last name. Skinner from the X-Files. <laughs> um, there was a bit I did miss to say, though. Um, so, you know, because we've got these secure emails, secure team emails, and I started up a channel, and I didn't know how to make videos. So I got downloaded some video making and tried to make episodes and put them up you can see my early ones are pretty crappy <laughs> uh, but I was a computer guy computer scientist so I knew I could self-learn it uh, and uh, put something together and back then we didn't have streaming either um, six years ago so um, I made this story about Tesla because I did, uh, I was following Tesla, because I worked with um, electronics guys um, and in electrical field. And so I knew a wee bit about electronics um, as well from university. And although I didn't pass it, <laughs> um, it was way hard. I just couldn't get my head around... Uh, some of the stuff in electronics. I was more of a computer man rather than an electronics man, but uh, I do know some. Um, but anyway, I think a lot of it depends on the teacher as well. The teacher was useless. <laughs> the teacher lecturer that we had at university was the worst I've ever had. But anyway, um, I met, uh, wrote this article and uh, I posted it around uh, Rojas Facebook group Open Minds 
and Earl Grey, this uh, MUFON guy, got in touch with me. He said, I found your insights into Tesla and uh, energy and all that fascinating. So we've become friends on Facebook and we used to talk every day. And uh, like I said, he, he was the first one to open up about his abduction story. But before then, he was he told his mum's story. And I said, oh, can you come on and do a show with me and we'll do it, I'll do it properly. And I'll do graphics and uh, put up photographs and tell the story first time in video properly in full. Because he had told bits and pieces on other shows, uh, Open Mind show. He didn't mention some of it, and uh, not all of it, though. And he wrote, uh, got a, he told his mate in MUFON, and he wrote an article for the MUFON uh, magazine. But anyway, uh, after that, he had a, a abduction experience two weeks after that the story got published <laughs> and by the MUFON. And he always thought it was related somehow that um, he ended up on the radar. But at the time, he was a trainee investigator. And he was doing abduction stories as well. And he was working on a fascinating case, he said. When uh, one night, when his wife and him got woken up by this big bright light, which didn't happen to to me... Uh, and this UFO merged with their flat in California and the aliens and I, th- I think it was aliens he said alien greys grabbed him and wheeled him off to a chair where they started taking lots of blood out of his arm and he said he thought he was going to die because they were taking so much blood out of him and then they returned him and the next morning he woke up and asked his wife do you remember anything from last night she says yeah your your mates woke us up <laughs> and so they talked talked about what actually happened so he had a witness to it um, that could back up his story um, it's like his sixth wife so far or something like that he's had a few wives anyway but um because we become good friends he'd come on the show and do and give us uh, updates on various interesting cases he's worked on uh, all, and tried to keep privacy at the same time, right? Uh, so you just keep it pretty general. Uh, I don't think the MUFON head liked him coming on my show and telling the stories. I think there was a bit of resistance uh, because they like to tell it at their symposium and sell tickets to it, right? I think that's what it boils down to. If you go and freely tell your stories on a podcast, then no one's going to buy the magazines and stuff when they can just listen to it freely. But um, that's my gut feeling anyway. But eventually I left Facebook and uh, we lost. I've lost contact with him. He doesn't like going on Twitter and other stuff. But it doesn't matter. Um, but we... We're talking lots of UFO stuff and cases in private, and um, he said, just um, be aware that something strange that might happen to you in the future, and I just laughed it off. 
He says, uh, don't be surprised if you're being monitored, uh, especially on Facebook or social media. Because um, he's had some strange stuff happen. And he seems to have a lot of people that want to connect to him and chat to him about aliens and UFOs. But anyway, um, eventually he told that story on my channel. And things got weirder and weirder, you know, as you know, we'd be doing live streams and uh, uh, the things would sort of stop working, you know, the internet would drop and crazy stuff like that, uh, which has been pretty solid lately. Uh, we've not had really any problems, but I have not had any guests on for a while. Um, but yeah, that warning he gave me and then later on he told me about his abduction story after giving me that warning but the next day apparently what we were talking about on facebook was in um, private chat so i contacted him about the same case and he thought that was really strange and he didn't know this guy it was just someone out the blue wanted no information about that case and uh, he said um yeah i think we're being watched and i said i think you might be right <laughs> But anyway, um, yeah, that was before the alien visitation thing happened in 2020, which was uh, February, I think it was. So I document it as we go along uh, to keep it fresh, uh, get all the fresh stuff from my mind. Was that that one there? Let me just have a look. Uh, my alien visitation. So that's the second one in the list. And I've got a load of aliens there. Um, have I got bookmarks here? Yeah, I've got bookmarks set up. Uh, let's see. My crazy real dream. So at the stage, I, I had to class it as a dream, but as things have progressed, new stuff has sort of happened that sort of makes it less of a dream now. Um, Having a dream of why well, in a dream uh, didn't make any sense to me, but people said it's possible. If you have a vivid dream, you can still dream. Uh, I don't think so. I think this actually really happened. And me running a UFA channel, um, and then relating it back to you, that strangeness I had when I was in Germany, uh, that, that, that memory come forefront in my mind after after that event thinking oh maybe i had a visitation when i was a kid and they lost con track on me and now i've got my own ufo channel connecting to some really um feet on the ground people that's also connected currently with aliens and then suddenly him giving a warning that something might happen to me like it happened to him and it did happen <laughs> uh, things are all sort of connected um, and crazy to me uh, it's up to people whether they believe when I'm telling them all these things uh, but I have been trying to document it and find evidence for everybody <laughs> as well as myself um, but um, yeah, another thing that happened after that point was these large sounds would happen at night time, like there was walking on the roof of the house, uh, 
two feet. You can hear two feet rather than four feet. I thought maybe there was uh, prowlers on the roof trying to break in through the roof. Uh, in Australia, that's what they do. They go on the roof and lift up rock, roof tiles and jump through the top of the house <laughs> to break in. Um, seems like the easiest thing to do. But yeah, this one here. Uh, let's see. Do I draw, where's the picture? I look at ant people. <laughs> okay, it must be here. So, um, yeah, I started getting these loud sounds. So I found this app that uh, when it hears a loud sound, it starts recording on your phone. So I started doing that, and I had it on a, a, a clamp on the side of the bed, bed here. And one night there was this big bang sound. And I got up and had a look around and opened the door to see the dog fast asleep and the, both parents asleep in their bedroom. Um, and I thought that was really strange because that was so loud that they should have woken up. Now, I heard about this thing here called exploding head syndrome. And I thought... Uh, this is one way to see if it really happened because I got a, I realized I was recording it and there should be actually uh, files on the phone but when I went to check and um, the hour where it happened all the files were missing it was recording fine before and recording fine after but unfortunately I didn't take a snapshot of the screen on the phone to document it <laughs> uh, which for some reason, I don't understand why I didn't do that. Uh, I know Plex did say, oh, have, you, have you got a, a recording of it? So I said, oh, damn, no, I didn't. But I was playing around with it, and eventually I deleted all the files uh, because I got so fed up with it, um, which probably was a, a wrong thing to do. But I did actually scan through a lot of stuff beforehand and after, and there was nothing in it. There was no loud sounds and I thought I had some smoking gun evidence of this sound. <laughs> and uh, why would the false go missing? And that's why I don't think it's a exploding head syndrome. Because the foals went missing when that sound happened. S tells me that something more was going on there. So exploding head syndrome is... A sleep disorder although it sounds painful uh, you feel no pain you hear a loud noise or explosion in your head the sound isn't real or sound isn't real or heard by others it happens as you're falling asleep or when waking up during the night now I had actually just gone to bed and it happened 20 minutes in just as I was about to drift off or so I wasn't actually sleeping at the time <laughs> I was just drifting off into dreamland when it happened and I think it was 3.30 in the morning something like that uh, I think I documented it in one of the live shows in that playlist somewhere though I thought oh no I can prove this uh, on the tape recorder we're about to hear hopefully hear something on the tape recorder and of course then the files are missing <laughs> Uh, so, it's not the first time it's happened, it's happened three times now, 
where it sounds like something's, something's walking on the roof three or four times. Um, but I stopped recording and switched over to the cameras now. So the cameras can actually record sound now. But then what happens? Uh, one night I wake up thinking that I uh, heard talking. And I think I was going to check the camera SD card and find almost three hours of footage missing. So I've actually taken a snapshot this time of the FTP uh, client connecting to the SD card on the camera, which I've shown before. Um, ES is homeless. Uh, no sign of serious health condition. It usually doesn't require treatment. So, yeah. But um, that's talking about explosion. Um, walk here and feet walk on the roof for, say, a good minute or so. Is, doesn't sound like the same thing. So I don't think it's that at all. Let me just um, paste the link there. Uh, as you know, I'm always a scientist and a skeptic. So I'm always trying to find uh, alternatives to my experience just to make sure that it's not uh, the medicines I'm taking and all that sort of business or painkillers or but I've never ever been a druggie and never been a pot smoker and I've never been a smoker uh, for various various reasons and uh, I don't like taking painkillers, even aspirin for that. Uh, I'm really, I take it really occasionally, and at the moment I can't take any painkillers anyway with the immune pills that I'm taking, which is really strange. This is another thing that's happened to me. I've got an immune system that's attacking my own body, and the doctors can't seem to stop it. Uh, and it's trying to take away my eyesight. Um, so, yeah. And um, these pills make me really sick each week. That's that's why you don't hear from me a fair bit at the moment, because um, the pills have side effects, and of course you got the corona and all these other flu bugs going around as well. Doesn't help. But could it be that aliens have done something to me that's making me sick? Okay, so I've actually got. Uh, other tabs of other stuff but um so i actually have been creating files <laughs> of stuff that's happened now what makes me think that the alien injection was real was uh, let's see a month after the the back pain slowly come back after a week, by the way. And I had no back pain for a week and, and it slowly started coming back a wee bit. And then it disappeared again. And now I've got this back pain in another location, which is really strange. Uh some lower back pain now, and this one was more middle back pain. Uh when I show you the image that I took, uh, you'll see why. But uh, let's have a look at these uh, missing files first. Uh, right, orb. Uh, was it in that one? Oh, here we go. 
missing fills. Okay, let's just bring up that one again. So this is a snapshot of, uh, what was it called now? Um, what was the program? It looks like a cut off the top of it. Uh, Valsilla, I think it's called. But anyway, it's a FTP client that was connected into the camera. And you can see um, it records one minute videos and it creates folders with uh, the date stamp in it and the hour. So it creates um, 0 to 23 in a day. And each of those have 60 files in them on, on this cheap camera I've got, which doesn't allow me to record to NVR. So I've got no way to back it up apart from only record on the SD card. But as you can see there, uh, hours 0, 0, H and 0, 1, H are totally missing. And you can see it's recording, uh, that night I woke up with a loud noise where I thought I heard voices. Uh, I started recording here in the file name because I didn't actually expand it over here, which is a bit of a shame. I didn't. I should have expanded that out there. As you can see, it's got the minutes of the recording. It's doing one minute recordings, and I woke up at fifty-five. Uh, was it uh, two fifty-five? Almost three o'clock. For that, for that, um, that was really strange that night. That night, that everybody was extremely tired, even the dog. That we all went to bed around about eleven thirty that night, and that's really abnormal for me because I'm normally up to three or four in the morning doing stuff. But that night, I was extremely tired, and then this happened. And you can see here, it started recording at fifty-five minutes. Uh, 39 seconds is the point where I woke up and then 56 and 57 and then uh, 58 and 59 vanished which is kind of strange but I think I got up and went to the toilet at that stage so yeah uh, uh, that's really strange <laughs> um, how files can go missing like that especially almost three hours and I looked up and down on, on that and I couldn't find any other instances where that happened so that's just another strange um, occurrence I guess and then what happened well I started getting this lump growing on my back and it was extremely painful and it was in the location where the alien was sticking the damn needle um, so I took some pictures because I had to send it to the doctor and I have some physical uh, evidence now and I'll just show it now so this is uh, my back and uh, oh, let's see, I'll just zoom in on this one so you can see I've lifted up my t-shirt and I asked mum to photograph it for me and have a look at it. And it was oozing this um, stinky fluid out my back for a month solid. Um, I had to pretty much um, wash and change my top daily. <laughs> um, but you can see here, uh, even though it doesn't look like it's very high and big, uh, it's like... Um, 
two inches big. Um, a pretty big guy. Uh, broad soldiers. <laughs> and hang on, I need a drink. And if we zoom right into this thing, it's actually, Mum said it's strange, it's actually got two holes. <laughs> and if we zoom right into this thing, uh, I think there was two holes. Now, I think it might be there, black mark, and a black mark there. Uh, it looks pretty horrible, doesn't it? So it's got all this uh, fluid leaking and crystallizing on my back. So I showed it to the doctor. I couldn't tell him about the this crazy alien stuff. <laughs> and I don't want to be committed to a hospital or laughed at. But you can see um, it's got this smelly yellow fluid leaking from it. He said, oh, it's just a skin cyst <laughs> that's got infected with bacteria and started growing well it could be i suppose uh, but yeah um and it looks very sore there too doesn't it? it looks like a lump but that's exactly in the place uh where the alien was sticking the needle and you can see it's quite big there's my my spine here it's right next to the spine so it's the sort of thing you see on Dr. Lear, I guess. <laughs> so for there's no x-rays or anything to see if there's any implants there. So what the hell were they doing? And normally you hear people being abducted and taken to the flying saucer. But in my case, they were working on me in the bedroom. Maybe because I'm a difficult Kiwi, maybe. Uh, maybe because I'm a big guy, maybe. Uh, maybe because I'm quite violent and, and attack things. Um, not scared of things, you know. I don't take anything laying down, so to speak. Um, so maybe they thought it was better just to knock me out and uh, do something there and then, maybe. Uh, so, yeah. So, unfortunately, I said to mum, look, we can't actually see how big this thing is, but it was actually quite raised up quite a lot uh, by like a centimetre. And uh, you got to remember, this is after uh, it started leaking. Before then, it was even bigger <laughs> and really painful. Uh, the doctor thought it was like a skin cyst, though, that... Um, and said, oh, yeah, it looks like it's going to leak and uh, heal up normally. Uh, it didn't give me any antibiotics or anything. Um, so, yeah. I was trying to see if it had, like, three puncture marks in it. But it looks like a puncture mark there. Doesn't it? And I couldn't even get my hand around my back and feel it. Uh, or do anything. I had to have other people in the house look at it. <laughs> Um, yeah, some strange pattern happening there too, but it looks awful, it looks like a hole mark there, it looks like a couple of hole marks there, so it really is like puncture marks, isn't it? Uh, maybe because the fluid built up so much, would it make perfect holes like that, or would it sort of rupture in a line, I don't know. But it looks like it started coming out where there were puncture marks to me. Eventually the pressure built up. 
But before this happened, something else happened. <laughs> uh, yeah, so quite slight one. Oh, I'll leave it there for the time being. I'll just catch up on the side again. Uh, fast, let your body rest and repair. Uh, that's why I'm in the other bedroom um, at the moment because it's got a softer, um, what do you call it, memory foam on top of it. And this one here has a hard back on it. And it's meant to have three memory foams on it, but it's a lot harder bed. And I find that sometimes this bed is better and the other bed's better. Um, so, and of course now we've got summer coming that I'm going to go back in the other bedroom because I can sleep deeper than I can in a hot room. So, yeah, definitely got to rest. And I do sleep pretty well. <laughs> in fact, uh, lately, uh, since all this has happened... I've been passing out in front of the computer uh, instantly. Like, like a click of the fingers, I'm gone, I don't remember anything. And I wake up and think, oh shit, two hours has passed, and I haven't done anything on computer. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's kind of strange uh, how I've been having this fatigue come right over me. Um, and I always put it down to the vaccinations or all these pills I'm taking but then other people in the house have been suffering from the same fatigue and then I thought maybe it's paranormal related where they drain energy from you but then again I'm not sure now we got all this other crap uh, the aliens alien greys so are they evil well they didn't ask my permission to do whatever they're doing and how did they find me through my UFA channel again uh, maybe they've been. Uh, maybe I just don't remember things. Just like everybody says, you know, a skeptic has had this happen to him. Uh, you wouldn't think two, two, two minutes of it, would you? Uh, but yeah, it's made me more of a believer now that, that uh, Foles going missing and twice. First off the phone, memory card. Well, actually, internal memory that was, I think. And uh, SD card on the camera. Two times now with foals have miss gone missing when I believe that something actually happened. Now, my mum has heard, like, a loud radio on and people talking uh, occasionally. And she said, oh... And she was thinking... Paul, get to sleep, turn off the TV. <laughs> I was dead to the world. Um, I said, no, no, it wasn't me. I was asleep at that time. <laughs> so mum's heard strange stuff happening. Um, so that could be more evidence there, you see. But it's be again, before we had uh, cameras recording non-stop at the moment. And it's gone quiet since I've set up all that uh, cameras. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, apart from that one that I showed last time with the, the flash of light and I was talking to someone and I said, oh, I never thought about it, but it could be like them just checking to see what kind of security I've added to the bedroom from a portal opening and peering through the portal for uh, one eighth of a second just to take a snapshot of the room 
And because it looked like an alien grey head, remember? Uh, I still got that one. Uh, let's see, where's that one? Bright orb, was that one? That one there. Uh, was it not coming up? So that's a cable. That looks like, uh, ex uh, what do you call it? Echo plasma, or what they call it on Ghost Hunters. But this little bright light that happened for a split second, and I said, oh, it could, could be uh, gamma radiation on the sensor or something. X-rays, I don't know. Because I was recording there with the new camera, as well as the old one that was further up the top here. I set up this new camera to work with the other one, aimed at the same location. And I've got the cap, uh, the the new light I had up here that glowed, that gave us the temperature and all that turned off because I was sleeping in the room again. And of course, then we got this thing here. It looks like an alien grey head. <laughs> and why does it look like an alien grey head? Uh, not a fish, not a horse, not a dinosaur or something else why does it have to look like an alien gray head with two black eyes with the light reflecting off them uh strange that is uh, of course religious people say that's a demon but you can see it's really 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 small we're talking about a few uh, block of pixels here you can see in noise grain here and it's using that new Sony sensor on the camera of that one. So the room's actually pitch black. And that shows up. So that's kind of creepy, if you ask me. Uh, but it's just our paradola minds working overtime again. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll just catch up in the side chat again. Looks like a nasty bug bite <laughs> that it's infected. Uh, yeah, but um, we haven't got any bugs. It was um, just the end of summer. Summer was it? Summer. Uh, I can't remember now. But uh, yeah, I don't think it is a bug bite because uh, why is it in the same location? Of where I had the dream of, uh, well, surreal fantasy <laughs> of aliens sticking a needle in my back. Um, could the brain actually develop that uh, through mind control? Why would I want to even uh, think of um, a, th a growth on my back growing? <laughs> That's extremely painful. It doesn't make any sense. Um, if it's a bug biting me in bed, then there hasn't been any bugs because we, when you make the bed, you would shake it and see a large white tail spider if that's what we've got in the house. <laughs> um, but you got to remember, most of the time, my windows are shut and the door is shut. Um, keep out the noise so I can sleep in. I've got heavy duty curtains. Uh, so yeah. And uh, back then, I think I was wearing a t-shirt now because it wasn't so hot. So, yeah, I don't know about bug. <laughs> but, yeah, that one's really strange. 
yeah, health problems, but is it related to aliens? You know, I've often wondered. Um, my crazy immune system is a really strange one where it's attacking my own eyesight and uh, nerve, or what do you call it, to the back of the eye. And it's not even diabetic related, you know, I'm diabetes. <laughs> uh, so you go through the problems. Yep. Hey, Paul, were you probed? <laughs> um, who knows? <laughs> Could have been. I'm looking for evidence like those school children had from some baby uh, back. What kind of evidence are you talking about, though? Photographs. I've been trying to capture photographs, <laughs> as you can see. Um, but I've got some images here that I've pulled off video feeds. But. The physical evidence is actually the the thing with the holes in the back, three holes in the back, which is kind of strange. And really, unless you listen to other abductee reports and look for similarities, um, yeah, a lot of people tell their alien stories, but um, they don't have like physical uh, strange stuff like that happening though, and they don't have photographs or strange stuff like I do. And the light switching on. Remember the light switching on. And I still have yet to go through a lot of images here. Um, what was that one there? Oh, right. Yeah, I've yet to go through that one. Uh, so what was that one? That was one of the early ones where the light switches on, is it? The strangeness on this one, though, it only turns on... In the mornings, <laughs> uh, this is coming up to nine something on the clock here, and up here, and of course that's when I'm sleeping in the other room, which is just around the corner, and uh, this, as you can see, would get um, some sun, so that's why it's probably a wee bit more illuminated than normal as well coming through the the heavy curtains that we got shows how sensitive the new camera is as well all these new cameras both new cameras have got the sony center there you go it just turns on by itself now that has been happening on pretty much every day uh, between um, seven in the morning and eleven at eleven in the morning really strange and it's not happening anymore since I moved back into the bedroom. <laughs> now tell me that's a electrical fault that randomly happens. Why is it not happening anymore? See, that's something else that looks like physical evidence of someone trying to make themselves known. Whether that's paranormal or alien related, I don't know. But it's weird that um, the orb was uh, shown, right? The ghost orb, uh, which we showed as well. And one of these ones, was it? The night before light. Was that 
All right. Uh, what's this? Some missing files again. Uh, let me see. All right. Yes, another event where files went missing. See that? Quite a long period there too. Started at four in the morning. All the way up to twenty-three at night time. And I didn't even know that it wasn't recorded on the SD card, but why would it suddenly start working again at 9 o'clock? It's like someone's trying to tell me something. <laughs> uh, anyway, night before, the light got turned off. And another instant. And that's my old clock, but it doesn't glow. It doesn't doesn't have a humidity thing on it either. So that will come on at some point there too. Is that the one where we see the orb though? Um, you have to look for it. Alright, oh, there's a bang noise. Remember that bang noise? And this is at 4.30 in the morning. So it did it. Oh no, the light didn't come on at 4.30 in the morning. Oh, there's the ghost orb. Went upwards towards the ceiling. Now Robert Farmer reckons that's a bug. So let's go back on that one. We heard a little bang noise. What the hell is that? And then something comes up from here. There, see that? Went shooting up there. Don't look like a bug to me. I was actually going to analyze that though. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if I'll do it today though. And I don't think anything else happens after that point. But it's, it's funny how it sort of crossed with the other one where the light flash happened. It's like it's going up to the ceiling and the other one was coming down from the ceiling. Uh, yeah, what the hell is going on in this house? <laughs> And you can't see any other dust or anything, right? And all the other videos I've shown, there's no dust. That sounded like a bang, didn't it? Like something got picked up and dropped. And then we get the ghost orb, where is it? Moves quite quickly. Now, bit, I find it a bit strange that they didn't erase this one. So maybe they left it to be found. Oh, there it is. And it's already gone past. Moves really quickly. Faster than a bug, I think. And faster than dust. Uh, so, yeah, we need to come back and rip that one to frames and enhance it better. Let me just close that down again. And what was this one? Uh, later in the morning. Was it the same day? Uh, what time is it? Back to 9 o'clock again, right? <laughs> Still not in the bedroom myself. And it comes on again. 
And it hasn't since I moved back in, you know. So these one minute videos. No sound whatsoever. Um, this this other camera only records sound when it's above a certain decibel. So if there was whispering or talking, uh, it probably wouldn't pick it up. Yeah, but I had so many of these, I just got fed up of um, pulling them out off the SD card and backing them up. And I thought, there's nothing really happening in them. Until I started looking at other video, uh, video minutes randomly, and I come across that one with the orb and the bang noise. So there might be some stuff there. I'm just not got the time to go through every minute of the day. But it just shows that paranormal does happen in the daytime. It doesn't just all happen at nighttime like these shows always do it at nighttime. They should do investigations throughout the day, I reckon. Uh, so, yeah. So, what are you saying over here, Gabba TV? <laughs> You're a bit late to the party, actually. 90% of all other universe have absolutely no life. Well, um, we've got no evidence of other universes. We can only have theories of, of other universes. I spoke to an alien once. <laughs> right, okay. I'm not sure how you know the language, though. An EVP, rather... It told me there are multiple universes. Yeah, I believe that. Because uh, I have covered it in my theory, which uh, actually come to me in a dream. And I sort of put it together with Tesla stuff. Uh, it made total sense to me. Uh, in our reality, stable reality, physical traits... Uh, what else we got here? Aliens and ghosts use electronics to send messages. Yeah. So what they're trying to tell me. <laughs> uh, too big to be a bug. You know, you reckon? Does look like it's far away from the camera rather than close to. But it's hard to know because it's only two dimensional. Uh, that's an orb. Yeah, that one definitely didn't look like an alien head, that one, but we'll we're do a proper analysis on it sometime. I am speaking about facts, not dreams. <laughs> well, we can call them dreams, uh, so people don't call us uh, crackpots. <laughs> but I call it a realistic dream that's more realistic than a dream. Uh, you would need audio recording all the time, which is basically what I'm doing now. But uh, you need lots of time. As you know, ghost uh, hunters and ventures, they spend pretty much a whole day or so after going through all their footage with a whole team of people. So <laughs> I'm just a one-man band here. So, yeah, people can believe what I'm showing you, and I haven't actually made it up. Why would I even bother making it up? Uh, it's not like I'm a huge channel with lots of money flowing in. In fact, I don't get any money. Um, well, apart from some regular donations, it adds up to a few bucks a, 
a month. <laughs> That's about all I'm getting at the moment. But um, yeah, I'm just telling it how it is. So it's up to you whether you want to believe my story is or not. But before this thing popped, uh, three weeks before was it? Uh, I had the the tall whites show up. <laughs> I never believed in the tall whites, especially with Billy Meyer nonsense, right? I never ever ever believed in the tall whites. But then again, you had the Nazis that also believed in the Ar Ar Aryan race of whites, uh, Nordics, you know. Uh, so maybe there's something to it. But then these started showing up um, again in the morning. Morning and afternoon. Just shows it doesn't always happen at night time. And it's because I, I was mentally thinking... If you're going to show yourselves, do it when I'm awake, will you, and not uh, disturb my sleep. And sure, sure enough, the tall white starts showing up, and the light turning on in the daytime <laughs> rather than nighttime when I'm sleeping. Uh, all things jumping on my back in the nighttime, which I was talking about earlier. So um, maybe they did something to me and implanted a chip. <laughs> which now transmits uh, my thoughts because I think um, I didn't believe in C5 or whatever it's called Dr. Greer stuff I didn't believe in it because um, brainwaves are not that powerful enough uh, even up close to be able to detect without having stuff placed on your forehead and amplified right uh, so I don't believe that, but um, if they planted a some sort of transmitter in you, then I believe it, because then your body is electricity, uh, which they can then power their device from and transmit from, just like a mobile phone. So before the tall, tall white showed up, I said, do not disturb me. Uh, you're going to show up, show up in the daytime, and uh, later on I actually thought, if there's any tall whites out there, please make themselves known. Because I was listening to um, a guy tell his story, uh, where he went to a bank and sat down, and he sat there thinking, I can't remember who it was now, <laughs> uh, said, let yourself be known come and sit next to me and sure enough a, a blonde uh, woman come in the bank and sat down next to him looked at him didn't say anything got up and walked away <laughs> and he thought that was a alien nordic uh, making themselves known and i thought oh well it'd be a good experiment to try sure enough stuff happened uh, i'm not a believer of ce5 but i believe that um if you've been interfered with previously, it's possible that you could communicate. So sure enough, I um, had the aliens show up, but I didn't have cameras. And uh, that was before um, I set up the cameras and also did uh, sound recordings. So again, I tell the story and draw pictures of what I saw in that playlist. Um, and which ones was it be? I'm not too sure now. My ghostly visit. So 
even the light was turning back on a, a year ago and then it's, it stopped playing up just like it's doing now so, and it's now started up again uh, 12 hours after paranormal event and it was turning off and on by itself on that one so I can actually go through and play some clips of those alright here's uh, this Paul's new paranormal event evidence uh, so that might be where I'm showing missing files. And then this one here, special for Jan 2022, was Paul visited by Tall Whites. So that's when I tell the story about the first one. So the first one was this, um, my parents walked in the kitchen door, having a cup of tea, sitting in the corner. And this woman was behind him. And the dog walked in with the parents. And he was sniffing around, what, not really paying much attention. And the parents were busy talking about something. And this woman was just standing in the doorway. She had a nice clean white suit on and short blonde hair. And she was like six foot tall. Maybe something, maybe slightly higher. And she had this um, vibrant pink top on. And I, I was looking at her, and she was looking at me and smiling, and uh, I closed my eyes and then rubbed it to get some sleeper out of my eye, because it was watering, because um, I got a cataract, and it waters uh, in the left eye. And I just wanted to clear a vision of it, because it was slightly blurry because of this watering. <laughs> And as I opened my eyes up, she was gone. Uh, and I said to the parents, oh, where did that lady go that's uh, with you? And, she's, and they said, what lady? <laughs> I said, that lady that was standing uh, waiting for honey, because you know, Dad's a beekeeper, and uh, they come over and get honey off him. And he said, no, uh, we're alone. Because <laughs> they come in from... Uh, some in the garage, I think it was. They walked in the garage. I'm not sure if they were somewhere in the car and they come back home. And I thought this lady was following them for honey because uh, we have people come in the house and wait and all that sort of stuff normally. And uh, so mum said, oh, to dad, go and check the place out. Just make sure there's no, no one's walked in through behind us, leaving the door unlocked. Uh, they didn't find anything, of course. Uh, <laughs> and they just assumed it's just my imagination. And uh, I thought it was really strange. And then I didn't really make a tall, tall white connection until I started thinking about it more. And me thinking about making themselves known. And uh, was that another couple of weeks passed by? I'm not sure on the timelines now. That's why I document it. But I do document them in here, which is normally a day or a couple of days after the event. A uh, new sighting of a tall white, uh, February this time. So Jan, Jan there, February there. So at least a couple of weeks anyway. And here's this uh, apparition of this. Um, it was that, but both of them were solid. I say it's apparition because they disappeared, <laughs> but uh, this guy was really tall. He was like seven foot, and he was bending over in the door frame because he was going to bang his head on the top of the door. 
and I thought, what the hell is this thing? Um, he wasn't very really pretty, uh, but he had short blonde hair. Uh, I wouldn't say he was very really, uh, handsome type guy, but he was young and he had long arms and uh, he was waving his arm up and down with his hand and his thumb up saying, um, you know, the, the, the okay thumb up, everything's okay. And I thought, what the hell is this about? <laughs> and I was making sure I didn't blink or close my eyes this time. And then suddenly, and I thought, damn, um, someone was coming down the hallway. It was mum and coming down with the dog. And the thing just vanished, just in a blink of an eye, just totally disappeared. <laughs> just before she actually come around the corner to see it. Uh, it's like they know um she, she walked through the door and i said oh look i just saw another apparition <laughs> uh she says go oh, go on with you you're in your apparitions <laughs> so yeah don't think much more of it um but it was like um three days after that when that thing on the back finally started leaking and I just wonder if they were there protecting me from the greys and saying everything's okay now. So maybe somehow they got it to terminate and self-eject out the back. <laughs> I don't know. That's one thing that sort of come into my head, uh, what it was about. Uh, so there's good aliens and bad aliens, maybe. Um, but anyway... Um, I thought that might be the end of it, but it wasn't. Um, I was sitting in the kitchen having a cup of one morning, and uh, the door unlocked and opened up by itself, <laughs> and there was nothing there. Uh, just a cool breeze come through, and there was nothing there. And the sensor light come on as well with it which is kind of strange and then later on my father would come down the hallway with the dog <laughs> it always seems to be the same scenario someone always comes down the hallway when something strange just happens before so yeah a couple more weeks passed by and uh, I see another apparition for Christ's sake and I sit in the same chair in the corner, uh, which I'd probably have to bring up here, so you can see what I'm talking about, if you're new to the channel. Uh, this is where you got to follow me. <laughs> so this is this, the first one, and she looked just like that, uh, wee bit David Bowie, <laughs> even kind of look, really. And the white suit and the pink top, uh, just standing there and uh, people in the kitchen talking and that one seemed so real to me the most real one but uh, after that uh, we got the guy that has well maybe she's a wee bit too tall here because she was probably that high and this other guy was taller and he was sort of bending his neck to be underneath the door frame 
but um, it's an approximation of what I remember anyway. <laughs> Lady in pink and white. And of course the dog was wandering around here sniffing, not even paying attention in that direction. Uh, which I thought was strange. But anyway, the third apparition was the strangest. Um, this time it was a, like a long-haired, blonde, very uh, in the 20s, very beautiful uh, sort of lady that you'd uh, hopefully meet in a party and marry and have children with that so beautiful. <laughs> um, but at the time, I was actually focused on the, on the person's looks at the top and the... Uh, uh, she had uh, small boobs, uh, like, you know, not super big boobs, a uh, handful of boobs. <laughs> uh, she looked like, um, like um, uh, something you'd, some, some sort of actor you'd see on TV, you know, that type of build uh, for doing a beautiful lady actor job type thing. And when I looked down... Uh, her waist and legs were missing <laughs> and she was transparent this one and semi-transparent and she was walking towards me and I thought what's going to happen I'm not going to move <laughs> I'm just going to keep focus I'm not going to blink and uh, she was coming and she come to the edge of the table uh, I'm not sure if you can see the table in this one but the table's over in the corner so she come in a fair way, this one. These other ones just stood in the door frame. This one walked or glided <laughs> to the edge of the table and was looking outside where the dog was. So he was locked outside and he was woofing to come in. And she was looking at the dog. And she was just standing a wee bit back from the table, looking through the double doors over here. And my dad come in the room. And he walked around, didn't even notice the woman. And I was keeping an eye on, trying to keep an eye on both of them. And he walked around the corner into another double doors that go into another room and opened up some curtains. And he came walking back through and he passed right through this lady. <laughs> he walked right through it and I said, wow, you just passed through this apparition. And he said, of this beautiful blonde. He said, you'll be so lucky. <laughs> and... Uh, and then the lady turned around and walked back out the door again and disappeared. Uh, I don't think the sensor light come on even. And I was just sitting there sort of going, wow, wow, wow what just happened? And I didn't have any cameras set up then, uh, unfortunately. But I have got now and nothing's happened. Um, but yeah. So what was the third sighting about? I was trying to wrap my head around. Which um, they're trying to, to say that they can show up any time. And only be visible to certain people. Um, I think so. And uh, they can be physically solid. And they can also be transparent. So I saw two females and a male. And they all had blonde hair. And this girl was wearing really nice clothes too. I uh, can't remember what she was wearing, but I don't think it was all white this time. Um, and the guy, I think he was wearing a t-shirt and uh, 
a cap that was backwards, you know, and those um, caps like 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 he was looking like a Tyler <laughs> with the hat backwards. But anyway, um, I just couldn't make make head or tail of that that experience anyway. But uh, maybe they were telling me that they were look, keeping an eye on me, and uh, things would come right. But uh, so far, it hasn't. My health has actually sort of deteriorated, and now. Uh, I've got these new back pains, <laughs> so maybe they're not doing a good job of keeping um, the aliens away. But I don't remember anything else, so that's the only thing. But maybe the fatigue is part of the what's going on. Maybe I'm being disturbed and not getting my full sleep, you know. So, if we go back to the alien ejection one. Uh, was it here? Is it going to play? <laughs> Welcome to the Out There channel. Okay, I thought I had it queued up. Oh. What's going on? Oh boy. So I did... Uh post on discord and uh, twitter some yeah, blurb which has got so i wrote some blurb it's got some typos and stuff and about the story uh went the uh, next few days when it happens blue gray skin i've got written there so it's a lot of details there that i may have forgotten about but yeah as we progress through i'll start drawing up a picture of the bed <laughs> um, and where I was laying and where the aliens were standing or laying leaning across sticking an injection in my back so um, yeah so uh, just progress on <laughs> I'm trying to find pictures to, to make a little graphic up Going on here. So I got a, a sheet over my head like that. Although uh, I think it wasn't covering my whole body. I'm not too sure now. Home. So um, this progress on. Explain it. Is that, that the really high frequency spectrum though, uh, rather than the low spectrum? Right? A low frequency so drive me crazy. So I had a part of a it's pillow like a, over the top of my head, and uh, the sheet up across my eyes for some reason. Um, and I'm talking about hearing a buzzing sound uh, before I went to sleep. It was actually in one ear. Uh, just carrying on. So I was trying to draw where the alien was. Uh, the alien was sort of laying across the bed, sticking a needle in where that um, lump appeared. Um, but anyway, I'll just carry on. I'm trying to draw the alien. It's a bit hard to do, isn't it, when you're trying to... So the alien grey was looking at me. And I grabbed its arm with the needle. 
I don't think I was meant to wake up. Um, that that sort of shocked them, I think. <laughs> and that was fighting, and the other alien was standing on the other side of the bed there. Uh, when I managed to move the arm here and throw that up a bit and see what was going on that way and this way. Now, how many UFO abduction cases have you had that's uh, like mine? Uh, probably mine's very unique. Obviously, I haven't taken it from other stories that other people would claim that I have, but um, I haven't. And there's only two that I saw, but there could have been a third one there. Because uh, I couldn't move. could only move my head slightly and my arms. So obviously it wasn't sleep paralysis because you can't normally move at all. Um, and normally when I wake up, the first thing I want to do is go pee, right? And after that scary event, I slept right to the morning. It was like 10 in the morning again and woke up being pain-free. Uh, got up and went to the toilet and I thought, no pain. That's strange. And then all the memories started coming back to me. What happened that night. Uh, which is abnormal. Because not sometimes you don't remember your dreams at all. right? You only remember maybe the last minute before you wake up. <laughs> um, but I have actually told my parents about it. Or told mum at least. <laughs> and they don't believe it. You know. But that's the way it is. You know. So, yeah, you can go and watch all those if you want to. I must have something that opens up uh, in the new tab. I think I, I was mucking around with that um, UFA stalker. Now it's opened up everything in the new tab. So I have to find how to disable that again. <laughs> There's no big problem, really, though. Um, yeah, I did have it queued up there. So this one here, I'll talk about the first tall white sighting. The Wu kind. <laughs> so that was 30th of December 21. So that was, this was, uh, let's see, the other ones happened in February 21, 2020. So the Alien Greys happened in February 2020 and now uh, this alien visit happened then. That's quite a big gap, I think, isn't it? Um, yeah, that's uh, talking about a couple of years, isn't it, now? And it happened at 1pm. So, come almost Christmas uh, Eve, um, I was sitting in the chair in the dining room, or well, dining room slash kitchen, and uh, I was nodding off, and my parents walked into the kitchen and were talking and looking at the bench, paperwork, and the dog was wandering over towards where I was, not looking at uh, the hallway, but when I looked, I could see this woman in pure white, uh, suited, um, like a suit uh, that you'd wear for a wedding, I guess, and uh, this really bright, uh, shocking pink top, and it was quite amazing. I thought, wow, she's tall, and she's got blonde, maybe grey hair, uh, looked fairly older than uh, a 
younger person would be, like uh, maybe in the 40s, 50s. And I thought nothing of it because Dad sells honey and he invites people in the doorway to stand in the hallway while he goes and gets it. And uh, they swap money and he gives them the honey. So, um, so I just um, closed my eyes, blinked for a second. Okay, that's, that's where I was sitting. And the woman <laughs> wasn't there anymore. And I said to the parents, where did the woman go? And they said, what woman? We're alone. And I thought, nah, you have me on. There's a woman standing there in a solid um, white uh, suit and a pink top. Uh, fairly tall. And so they looked in the hallway, no one there, and the door was locked. And they had come down from um, the other side of the house. Uh, they were near uh, the door entrances. So, yeah, mystery there. Uh, was it a, possibly a paranormal sighting of an apparition? But if, if that's the case, why was it transparent? Um, also, the uh, night before, I did a show with um, Robert Farmer, and he was talking about getting FOIA requests about new cases that he found in Ireland. Uh, if, you, if you've not watched that episode, go and watch it. It's in a recent live stream. And uh, maybe some cover-up there. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Um, we're touching on something that um, someone paid a visit to, so... Uh, so, uh, no point in repeating that. Uh, you can go and listen to it all if you want to. I've got the playlist previously posted. Uh, so if you want to listen to my early ghost stories, that's where it starts up. Recapping what I've said tonight. Uh, how are we going for time anyway? I need to have a pee. <laughs> Um, maybe I can have a little small break in, oh, it's really three hours, is it? <laughs> uh, maybe in next uh, episode, uh, maybe in a few day or so time, might better cover that as a new topic. Keep this one all the same. But yeah, I'm really going to have to go to the toilet, guys. And uh, I don't think there's anything more I can show you. That's basically what I've got so far. Um... So, yeah, it's up to you if you believe it or not. But um, you never know, more stuff might happen yet. That makes it even more solid. Yeah, we might catch it on multiple cameras even. Who knows? Uh, that would be really good. Um, but, um, yeah, I can't really buy any more cameras. I'd like to have, like, camera on each corner of the room so they're covering each other. That's how you normally do it, right? So you know if someone's going to tamper or whatever. And it might even give you some clues whereabouts they were standing or whatever, where it happened. And whether you see it on one camera and not the other. If you see it on both cameras, then that sort of gives it more solid that it was actually a real orb rather than a bit of um, bug or pass, passing close to one of the cameras or dust passing camera. Don't shut my eyes. <laughs> Keep your wide, eyes wide shut. Um, it is not real. What's not real? Uh, what's not real? That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Certainly was real. 
now you have cameras you have to ask the Nordic aliens to return <laughs> yeah somehow I don't think they're going to come with a camera aimed at the doorway but you never know anyway I'm going to wrap up now guys um, so the new evidence was uh, the photograph on my back I don't think I've shown it before not really close up anyway so um and, and it needed to be put together with the history so i'm just going to wrap it up now and i'll catch you again in the future i got dashed to the toilet <laughs> Thank you.